right, Josh. Hopefully the uh, the copyright overlords don't come at us, even though they have every right to after me choosing this song today. But anyways, we already hit the record button and. Nobody tell me nothing, Josh. Just like the uh, the old philosophies. I believe that was first written by Shakespeare back in 1912. Can't tell me nothing. Ain't nobody, or can't nobody tell me nothing. I don't even know what the fucking lyric is, but we'll go with that. Words. Anyways, hello everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I'm one of the hostesses, Gerlick, and the other hostesses is Jersh. Say hi to the folks, Jersh. Hi, folks. Thanks, Jersh. Uh, we got Levi Oki with some beautiful illustration. We got an email address. If you, God fucking damn it, Josh. Get away from the mic. It's like I'm playing Xbox with you right now. Get away from the mic. This is not some weird ASMR where we listen to you chew for half an hour. What was I saying? Oh, we have an email address if you want to email the show, hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com. Facebook page, facebook.com slash hoodpod. Um... Segment times are in the description below. Uh, Josh, how are you doing today? Good. How are you, guy? I am wonderful. How are you? Uh, you know, you let us know last time that uh, the wife was going to be gone. How is how is time without the wife? As you can see, I've already moved. Living in a new home. That is correct. Yep, I need constant adult supervision. That's also true. Thank um, God we have Kai here to supervise you. Yeah, no, everything's been fine. Um, I'm sure I'll find something wrong. But we all know that what will happen. All of you married folk in this group. So since it's a fantasy football league, all one of me. Um, hey, Mr. Landvik is married. How dare you? Oh, he's not in the fantasy. I guess he's in the chat. Uh, he's in the whatever cast pods. He voted. He voted. Okay, fine. All two of us. <laughs> there um, you go. No matter what you do, you will always do one thing wrong. You can do a hundred things right, but the first thing that gets wrong... That's what's going to get brought up. You could build a thousand bridges and suck one cock, and you're not a bridge builder. You're a cocksucker. Is a is a good analogy for that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> That's why Brad is who Brad is. <laughs> a bridge build. No. Nope. I mean, could it be the piss that's a, maybe or maybe not sitting in the kennel behind us? You know, I'm too afraid to check and see if that's pee. So <laughs> we'll just wait till tomorrow. That'll be the one thing. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't really have anything else. We always like to riff in the beginning just to pretend we're people, but, uh... How are you doing? <gasps> Josh! Uh, I'm okay. It's Sunday. Uh, you know, it's uh, a little before noon. I don't got dicks to do today. Feels nice. I'll do this. Go home, maybe do some laundry. That's about it. You know? Just living the dream every day. For sure. <laughs> God damn it, Josh. Uh, well, I know you just took a big old handful of, what do you call it, bunny... Bunny trail mix or bunny snatcher trail mix? Uh, bunny bait trail mix. Bunny bait, excuse me. Archer Farms 
presents Bunny Bait Trail Mix Limited Edition with honey roasted peanuts, white chocolate covered pretzel balls, M&M's brand milk chocolate candy, confetti cookie pieces, raisins, and mallows. Does it say mallows? Marshmallows. There you go. Um, anyway, I haven't so, gotten to a marshmallow yet. They're hidden. Um, so there. So like we talked about last time, there was a vote. The vote was technically tied 2-2 out of all of our fandom. Um, two people voted immediately for a post-draft review. Two people voted, wait a few weeks. But one of the two people to vote, wait a few weeks, was Josh. So we did it immediately instead. And I brought up the idea to do it both, but Josh never responded, so I assume he said, no. Because, I mean, what's really going to change in a few weeks anyways? Probably nothing. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Um, on the agenda, I put Josh going first um, to talk about the Packers draft. So, Josh, you want to... You want to talk about the Packers draft? Yeah, uh, a lot of head scratching. I did. I did quite a bit of head scratching, I should say. Um, when the Packers were on the clock at twelve, um, I was very upset with uh, the trade from Pittsburgh to go up to ten because that's the guy I wanted, um, Devin Bush. Devin Bush, and um, and just because middle linebacker is a spot of need for the Green Bay Packers, but. And then when they, there were still a lot of premier players on the board. Um, and then they took Rashawn Gary, who didn't have much production in college. And that's because he was, it's scheme related according to a lot. He is a, he is one that I'd seen as a boomer bust player um, prior to the draft because he's very raw when it comes to his overall ability, but he's very, very athletic. Um on the draft board that I posted in here, he has a raw athletic score of 9.95 out of 10. And so that's um, the 99th percentile for athleticism in the draft based on speed, strength, and agility. Is that good? Is that a lot? I don't know. Um, and so he's been compared to, I, I heard some comparisons on the radio and granted we live in Minnesota. So a lot of people, these probably don't know about him, but he got compared to Daniil Hunter. He got compared to, uh, Miles Jack at one point, both extreme athletes. And so if he has that sort of production, I'd be happy. Um, the next pick in the first round, we traded up for Darnell Savage Jr., somebody who is not in any of the mock drafts that I had seen for the first round pick. Um, but he had been apparently, allegedly rising on draft boards because of his speed and his coverage, his ball skills. Um, giggity. Um, He's four three six four sub sub four four forty times. So he's speed. He's got good coverage. He can play in the slot. Um, he's another athletic guy. Um, we got an athletic guard, Elkton Jenkins. Um, Carl Gerbschmidt swears Minnesota was targeting him. Um, Who? I'm sorry. Elkton Jenkins. 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 Um, and then. In the third, we got Jay Sternberger, tight end out of Texas A&M. I was actually happy with that pick. He was one that I had seen on a mock to us later rounds. I was, I mean, he's not very athletic. He's he's a white dude. He's He's been compared to Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey, Gronk, but smaller. So he's a pass-catching tight end. Doesn't know how to block from a lick from what I understand. But if he has, um, he does well when there's space created by his quarterback, which Rodgers can do and by um, other wide receivers. So hopefully he works out. And then the rest of the guys, DN, corner, running back, linebacker, some depth spots there. Kingsley Kiki um, apparently is supposed to be pretty good, but we'll see. So, um, Josh, I, I was 
I, I was looking into the Packers as well because I wanted to be able to talk, you know, semi-educatedly about it, which never works out. But um, when I was, you know, everyone does useless draft grading and everyone admits, I think that draft grading, you know, a day after is useless. But um, the consensus I got out of everyone who was grading the Packers was that there was no consensus. I saw some people giving them A's. I saw some people giving them C's. And it was kind of polarizing in that way, whether it was a good draft or a pretty average, if not mid draft. So... Um, I mean, you, you talked about a little that you did some head scratching and this and that. Um, one other thing I wrote down is that it seemed like the Packers, instead of taking the best player available in any position, they were just taking the best athlete available, which you kind of talked about in the beginning. But so I don't know if you uh, can talk any more to your feelings about how you feel about this draft or if you wanted to grade them. Again, it's a useless thing, but just for just for the few listeners we have. Yeah, I think this draft kind of summed up as boomer bust. Just, I mean, it's on Rashawn Gary. Um, he can be a Daniil Hunter type player where he just absolutely dominates after a year or two of de- refining his skills, or he could be a Dayton Jones 2.0 where he goes to Minnesota for a year after three years. So, um, we'll, I mean, it's really hard to say. I have no consensus either. Sure. I, I agree. I've seen all of those uh, A, A through Ds on there. Granted, the D drafts were Minnesota-based uh, grading schemes. Go! Go, Vikings! Hot dish clogs my arteries. <laughs> um, so they, uh, so that's a little biased. But then the Green Bay ones were head-scratching and, and all over, too. So we'll, we'll have to – obviously, it's – I read a quote today that the only thing more pointless than mock drafts is the post-draft grades, and there's there's a lot of truth in that. Yep. Um, so it's it's not a uh, it's not an easy thing to say, but we'll have to see him play. I'm excited to watch him play just because I mean a lot of them are um, defensive players, and that's something that we needed. So yeah. Yeah. Um, oh man, I just had a question for you, but I lost it. Oh, do you think any of these players will have an immediate impact? Or as you keep mentioning, since we you drafted kind of more athletic guys versus like skill players, do you think they're all going to take a couple years to develop? I mean, is that is anyone going to help the? Are these guys going to help the Packers get to the playoffs this year, or is the Packers going to have to do that basically on everyone they already had? I think of this list, Darnell Savage probably has the best, um, the most likely to contribute as a uh, kind of a. Um, addition to the defense just because our only safety at this time is adrian amos that i know of um so i think he could be a contributor rashawn gary he's there i mean he's gonna he's not a depth pick because there is need at the end but i think that he's gonna um see the field less often than darnell savage more of a rotational player on the d-line absolutely because the d-line is important because there's more rotation on the d-line than the o-line so it makes sense to have that Right. And then, uh, so you didn't get a, a top tier or blue chip tight end. Do you think that's going to affect Rodgers at all without have? I mean, obviously, you've got some good receivers, but I know everyone I think was looking for maybe a little zesty pick in the uh, in the pass catcher area. I think when Detroit took uh, TJ Hawkinson, um, that really threw a wrench in their, wrench in their plan because that's, I, I want to say that that's who they were targeting because he is dominant blocker, very good pass catching tight end. Um, but that when they and when they missed out on him they didn't want to go with noah fant at 12 so they um went with gary but jay sternberger was my third option between the iowa guys and then jay sternberger so he may not be a uh um he may not be like a gronk Ertz or anybody like that out the gate but tight ends always develop a little bit slower i could see him being a hunter henry type player this year sure 
that, that makes sense um without other, the acl tear <laughs> any other any other packers thoughts before before we move on nope no I'm, I'm excited to hear what you think about the vacants all right well hold on i'm writing down the segment start time just so i don't forget trying to be 11 50 a.m thank you josh as usual here's a here's the vikings draft reaction Yeah, baby. Yeah. Ooh, that last one I did not mean to do. Yikes. Wow! I feel good. Alright, I'm gonna stop now. Uh bit of an overreaction, but in the first round. Ooh, it's uh it's probably switched off again if you wanna switch it on again trying to save your battery life. Yeah, okay, terrible. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for your contribution. Um so again, obviously those are all tr- me trying to be funny. Uh those are a bit of an overreaction certainly, but we did take an, an interior lineman with the first pick. You know, I remember pre-draft I was talking, please let's not reach. Uh we don't really need a, a tackle's not our immediate need. Again, center was not our immediate need either. Um any Vikings fan will quickly jump to the fact that Bradbury is going to be an immediate starter at the center and then we're going to kick Elfline out. Some people are say Elfline's going to stay at center and then we're going to kick Bradbury out. Either way, uh, as, as I shared pre-draft, I don't think uh, interior linemen move around that easily. Again, they, they all kind of play on the line, but um, you know, I don't think that transition is as easy as uh, armchair GMs think it is. Um, but then again, all the Vikings fans will come back with, well, Elfline was an All-American guard in college. So I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll just have to see how it all shakes out. So, But we got Bradbury with 18, so that was good. Did take an interior lineman, like I said. Um, and then in round two, we took Irv Smith, who's a tight end. Uh, again, I think we're just trying to, you know, we don't really have a good tight end two at all. And maybe we are still trying to ship Rudolph, even though I don't think the cap space we could save at this point would be significant. Um, but maybe it's just the future plan since Rudolph is in the last year of his deal. We took Irv Smith tight end. Um, so after this, we get into round three and then we get a little slickery rickery cock as I wrote, but I don't, that's not a very good uh, nursery rhyme. So I'll just said slickery rickery, his cock is huge. That's all I, that's all I had. But, um, so we traded back multiple times. I have, I have a little thing of our trade here. So the Vikes traded 81 to get 88 and 204 from the Lions. Then once we got to 88, the Vikes traded 88 and 209 to get pick 92 and pick 190 or 159 from uh, Seattle. Then once we got to 92, the Vikes traded back 92 to get 93 and 217 from the Jets. Then at the next pick at 93, the Vikes traded back yet again to get pick 102, 191, and 193 from the Ravens. So a lot of trading there in the third. Eventually, once we get to pick 102, the Vikings took Alexander Madison um, with two T's, not D, um, but Alexander Madison, he's a running back. Um, I heard some people say we took him too high. I mean, anyone who thinks a running back goes before the fourth round these days is too high, so I don't know, but uh, probably going to be our for sure running back two unless there's some camp competition or an injury in there somewhere. Um, then get to pick 114 we actually traded up a couple picks so we had 120 but then we traded up to get um, guard drew samia samia i don't know how to say his last name but um, the dude was in the best o-line in college um he was probably the third or fourth best player on that o-line but he was on the best o-line in college and so the vikings again went with an interior lineman which i think is a great sign hopefully that o-line is shaping up here but i don't know if he'll start quite immediately might be a little competition in camp uh, we get to pick 162. We take Cameron Smith, who's an inside linebacker. This is already round five, so 
And at this point, they're all going to be depth picks or projects. Um, but it's just worth noting that the first four draft picks of the Vikings were all offensive picks. So I think Mike Zimmer might have been rolling in his grave or punching himself in the dick or something with that many offensive picks off the board. But um, I think we had a we had one more trade in there. Or maybe two more. We had two more trades in there, but they're not significant. Again, any players at this point are just depth players. We took a D tackle. We took a safety. We took an offensive tackle. We finally got our corner in round seven. Chris Boyd's a corner, probably a project for Zim. Um, took a couple of wide receivers. And then lastly, um, a player worth noting, we took Austin Cutting. He actually played for Air Force. And so it's maybe it might be more of, of a feel-good pick than anything else. So... Austin Cutting either needs to get an exemption from the Air Force, otherwise the dude has to serve for 24 months, so he won't be on the team for at least two years. Um, so maybe the Vikes are just trying to like claim his right, so to speak. Um, so once he does eventually play, he'll play for us. Um, or he might be a guy that never even sees the field. I don't know. Again, I think it was, might have been a, a more of a feel-good pick, maybe more reminiscent of a Moritz Boringer, the guy from Germany we took. But um, kind, of a, kind of a cool deal. We take him at 250, our very last draft pick. So um, Vikes ended up with 12 um picks which is the most of anyone in the draft um which is great i mean you're getting guys in through the draft but at the same time a lot of those picks are kind of equivalent with undrafted free agents you're just bringing bodies in trying them out see how they do um, i would be shocked if all 12 of those guys made the team that would be very unlikely so yeah i don't know uh we had a lot of slick rick moves um well, one of the things i can note is uh one of the undrafted free agents we've already signed is marshawn diggs He's a safety. He's the brother of um, Stefan Diggs, so that's kind of cool. But yeah, I don't know, Josh. You uh, you have anything to say about the Vikes? Slickery rickery cock. The Vikes are on the clock. A trade came down, made most fans frown. Zimmer unplugged the phone to make a pick of his own. Slickery rickery cock. <laughs> so he came up with that little uh, rhyme while I was speaking. That's I like that. Yep. Um. So, now, no. can you repeat what you said starting at Slickery Rickery Cock? Because I stopped paying attention. <laughs> no, oh, Jed, punched my mic. That's going to sound bad. Uh, but no, all I really said is that, you know, our first couple picks were good. I like that we went with the interior linemen. We got a, we got a backup tight end or a future tight end. We got a backup running back, good RB2. Um, round four was the interior lineman again. So, if I were to, on paper, this looks like a good draft for the Vikings. You know, we talked about how the Packers, there really was no consensus for the Vikings. Again, draft grades are useless, but I've seen everyone and given them like a B plus, A minus, B range. So, everyone says it's above average draft. We were addressing the things we needed to address. We didn't reach. We didn't do this or that. Um, we traded back to get more talents brought in. So, I don't know. Overall, it seems like a pretty successful draft for the Vikes. I don't have any emotional attachments to any of these players. We'll just have to see how it all shakes out, I suppose. Yeah. Um, the Garrett Bradbury pick, he's supposed to be, you know, a generational talent. Yeah, that's what um, everyone's saying. And uh, Irv Smith, he was, and I lied earlier when I said Jace was number three on my list. He was four because I forgot Irv Smith. Um, he's on there, but I'd seen somewhere that, like, Irv Smith ran the longest routes for a tight end and had the least amount of drops per t as a tight end. It was some kind of plot chart, and he was at the very top right on his own, basically. Gotcha. Um, so he's he's a good pick there. Um, then the trades happened, and, and four trades in the third round? Or yep, four something. trades before we picked again, yep. Yeah, and uh, fans were just freaking out because there was some talent on the board that you guys could have taken in the third or in the fourth. Um, there's There was a ton of, you know... Um, different options and a lot of people or a couple people on the radio were saying um 
it was a salary cap issue because they weren't going to be able to afford the draft picks if they were taking them that early. I don't think that's the case because they're only making seven hundred thousand. And unless you guys are that strapped for cash, I mean, we're pretty we're pretty fucking close to the cap as I understand it. So, but yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know how the dollar amount. Yeah, and, and just as a, uh, I mean, yeah, you guys had a lot of picks. You guys got a long snapper. Good job there. Um, that was definitely a position of need for you guys. Um, Huge need. <laughs> um, a lot of. Uh, you did get offensive linemen. Um, Drew Samia was a decent pick from just what I'd heard. Um, another interior lineman. Um, but what are the odd, what do you think the odds of those like six round players actually making the team? Well, Josh, again, if you would have been listening, I said that a lot of these late round picks are pretty interchangeable with undrafted free agents. So, I mean, there's no chance. Well, I would say there's a 1% chance that all 12 of these guys make the team. That's very unlikely. So it's just bringing guys in, claiming their rights pre-draft. So it's not a free for all trying to get them as undrafted free agents. I last saw Odin go either upstairs or into the bathroom down here. I'm not sure. Or Kaya. I don't know. One of your dogs. All right. Uh, But yeah, so... I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and just uh, I, I was looking at some pre-draft or some post-draft grades, and and the PFF, which has about as much credibility as us, I guess, um, except they have a website. Um, Nerds. Yeah, they uh, they said that the Vikings draft was below average, and so oh. there there is one below average for right. you. So I, you got, do, I had not seen that take, but it's it's all over the board. Um, most places are because it depends on the the where the, where they are so um a new york team ah, the jets and the giants just killed it and <laughs> best draft i ever seen and then california you know you see those guys yeah brah the rams dude i don't know guys from california were goats but oh yeah brah aaron eh. Rodgers is from california he's a goat eh. he's up there <laughs> um but yeah i mean you guys um I guess we'll get into it a little bit later, but uh, is there anything else that you wanted to add? I have nothing else. I mean, do you? How do you feel about drafting a running back in the third when you guys had more need at line than? I guess you had a running back need. I forgot Latavius left, but you have Amir Abdullah. <laughs> Household name Amir Abdullah, Nebraska running back, future. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I, I like to say I have plenty of faith in the, the slick Rick, but uh, only time will tell, I suppose. Why? Why what? I'm just curious because. If you th- if you think about his first round draft picks in the last few years, have any of them worked out? And the la- I mean, I'd have to go look at what our last f- year doesn't matter because um, what's his nuts didn't play. Um, Hughes, Mike. I mean, he, he played for a little bit, but then he tore yeah, his ACL. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I I was just listening to some uh, some criticism of of Slick Rick, thinking that he's too smart for his own good, and that he did all these trades because he thought, oh, I'm going to find a Tom Brady in the seventh for a different position i don't it was just speculation on 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 that and kaya stopped digging um where's even is she oh she's right there you can see see her tail yep um but yeah there is um some speculation that he just can't hit in the first round at all and hopefully hopefully it's true hopefully it's true yep was that was that a packers take or i I was just it was was on k-fan it was um oh really it was dan barrero and ben lieber oh i mean yeah i mean it's certainly again i can't think of all the first round picks we've made i know that was that one year we had three and one of them was Rhodes. i mean anthony barr was a first round pick for us like i just said xavier Rhodes. percy harvin was good for a time um, we have had some duds laquan treadwell christian ponder sharif floyd again that was a bot surgery that screwed up his career um 
Yeah, and I, I a couple years we haven't had for like Eric Kendricks was a second rounder, um, Kyle Rudolph was a second rounder. Yep, and and then I remembered I don't know the actual number, so I don't want to provide a number, but for fourth round and on draft picks for the Vikings, um, there was apparently less than five that are on your roster from the last since Spielman took over. So I don't know. It, I don't know. All teams are like this. I just want to bust bust your nuts on that but bust the i'm gonna chops, go so that's i'm fair. gonna go bust kai's nuts because i hear her ripping carpet okay you go for it i'll i'll vamp for a little bit um so we talked about the the packers and the vikings in length which was kind of expected i suppose if you've, if you've ever listened to this pod before what you're already back <laughs> scared of you um but anyway, so one other thing we wanted to talk about was because since, um, I mean, Ryan Walters listens and he's going to be a Vikings fan. Nikita Mitchell listens. She's a, a Vikings fan. False. Um, Mr. Landvik listens and he is a Packers fan. Um, so, I mean, the only, the only other main listener, oh, Jamie, she would be a Vikings fan probably. The only other main listener we have is Eric's uh, Kesteris. Um, uh, what? And he, Kesteris. And, he, and he's a Steelers fan, so I figured we could talk about the Steelers just for a moment. I don't have any educated takes. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you want to talk about the Steelers for a little bit. Or I can talk as well. I mean, we don't, we're not in that market. We don't know much about them. We just wrote down their picks. So. Yeah, I mean, Devin Bush is, I already mentioned him being a guy that I wanted the Packers to get just because he's a very fast, good tackler, middle linebacker. Um, that's, like I said, a position of need. Um, uh, do you think he was worth trading up 10 spots to get? I'm not saying yes or no. I'm just I, curious. I, I would say yes just because if that's the guy that every mock draft I had seen had them, had them taking, taking. Yeah. at 20. Um, but they, um, but then when you, with, with how the draft was shaking up, I could have seen um, a couple other teams taking him as well um, because of his ability. Although I will say after I saw his outfit, he was wearing one of those, it looked like one of those like sashes that mothers wear when they're breastfeeding their baby awesome yep so have fun he looks like a i mean i can't say this for certain but i hope he's not an antonio brown Le'Veon bell combo just because the dude likes to dress wild cam newton likes to dress wild yeah but cam newton doesn't think women should know what routes are <laughs> i guess i was i shouldn't have defended cam newton um, um as far as the rest of their picks um deontay johnson exists yeah justin lane he's a big corner depth pick there yeah i agree with your takes yeah i mean they so they i think it was they so they to trade up the 10 spots they gave up their 20 pick obviously they gave up their second rounder this year and then a third rounder next year so uh, they had picked 10 at devin bush and they didn't pick again until 66 which i mean at 66 a wide receiver still could be good a lot of people were saying this was a deep class but I mean, other than pick 10, uh, Devin Bush could have an immediate impact on this team. I think every other player they picked was depth or a project at best. So, um, well, the Steelers might not need a lot. Um, they did miss the playoffs last year, and they, while they addressed needs, they addressed them in depth rather than um, getting some bona fide studs. I know there's only so many studs per draft, but it's kind of the way the, way the cookie crumbles. Um, and then since we are doing pretty good on time, just under half, well, five minutes under half an hour now, we can talk about the Bengals briefly as well in case Mick ever listens. They took Jonah Williams, Wu, and I don't know any other players on that list. Drew Sample? I don't know who the hell that is. He's the default character and create a character in Madden. That's their name, Drew Sample. 
Is it? No, but okay. it, it looks like it. Uh, they got the future um, Hall of Famer Ryan Finley. Um, they got Hall of Famer Michael Jordan. Um, oh, I didn't know you could draft Michael Jordan. Right? Um, I don't. I've never heard of any of these players except Jonah Williams. Yeah, I've I've seen a lot of mixed mixed yeah. um, consensus for the Bengals as well. So who knows? Interesting how I'm that sure, works. I'm sure Eric's covered that. Right. I'm sure Eric's would say that the Bengals had the worst draft of all time. So. Yeah, he, but he's definitely not biased. No, absolutely not. Uh, so that was that. I mean, one other thing we did just to try and keep ourselves on brand is uh, Josh and I each picked kind of like a stud and dud of the draft. Again, said this since the very beginning, draft grades are useless. What we think is useless and doesn't matter. But just for the, the fun of it, for a little content, uh, we picked a stud and dud team of the draft. So, Josh, I can go first. or Yeah, you, you go first. Okay. Um, so I started the draft. I thought... And again, useless useless practice, but I thought the Jags did a pretty good job. And it wasn't even because the Jags did anything significant. It was because the Jags didn't screw up the situations they kind of fell into. So, for example, I think the Jags' first pick was number seven. It was number seven or number nine, you know, top ten pick, because um, they went five and 11 last year. And then, uh, oh, fuck, what's oh, Josh Allen? Jesus, I almost forgot his name. Josh Allen kind of fell into the lap, so to speak, in the same way that Adrian Peterson would have fallen to the Vikings' lap. Uh, at four so many years ago so just a, a, t- a top tier player fell into their lap at seven and there's they would have been foolish to not take him so even though the charge or the chargers the jaguars are known for their defense they added another another hot piece there um and then in round two i don't know exactly what they gave up but um juan taylor was a an offensive lineman that they traded up to get at uh in round two the beginning of round two and this is a guy a lot of people had as a, as a round one talent um and that they were able to snag him in round two so i mean just good on them uh, recognizing that this guy was uh I don't know, falling for whatever reason, but still probably going to be a stud on the field. So to go up and grab him, um, I don't really even have comments about the rest of the Jags picks. I don't care because I thought their first two, they basically got two first round talents um, without having to give up, you know, without having to sell the farm for it. So if you're going to have two impact players out of the draft, I think you're doing pretty good for yourself. Yeah, uh, Juwan Taylor fell because he has a knee injury, I guess. That's okay. So, so that's why, that's why falling, he, but. he fell. But yeah, no, I, I agree. He, they were Jags were on my stud list. Josh Allen at seven is, um, I think, a pretty pretty decent value because they were saying he might be one of the, if not the best edge rusher in this class, um, alongside Bosa. Right. So what about Clemens? Raiders took him at four. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, but so anyways, that was my stud was the Jags. And again, I couldn't tell you about their deep draft. I don't care. Uh, for my dud, I, I was struggling to find a dud. Um, again, when I was quote unquote doing research this morning, I saw a lot of people kind of hounded on the Texans for reaching. I mean, the Texans were technically doing what they were supposed to do in the draft. They were addressing their needs. They needed some secondary help. They needed some offensive line help. So their first pick was an offensive lineman. Their second pick in the second or their their pick in the second round was a, a cornerback. But a lot of people were just saying they were reaching. Um, so an analyst would never be happy if they were to trade back or pick someone the best player available at that time. The, they'd be hounded them for not taking the offensive lineman they need. And if they reached quote unquote like they did, then people are going to hound them for reaching even though they're addressing the spots they need to. Who fucking knows? I don't know. I just saw a lot of people saying the Texans reached. So. I uh, they'll be my dead, I guess, for reaching rather than doing better. 
Yeah, um, so another stud team since you went through both yours. Um, for, for me, I put down the Washington Redskins. I'm getting Haskins at 15 as a QB of the future. Let's see how Case Keenum does to start the season, I'm guessing. Um, I don't think they'll toss him in to start right away. Um, that was one that they had actually mocked to the Packers at 30 in a couple different drafts. So I once they saw the run on quarterbacks, I actually didn't expect him to last. Uh, Montez Sweat falling to the 26 and landing in their laps that's another good one he's he's one of those premier edge rushers he's the one that had that heart condition that turned out not to be a heart condition so um some some people are curious as to why he fell that far even once that news came out um but i'm guessing people are lazy like me and didn't want to reorder their draft board adding him in um bryce love in the fourth um, another running back depth um he's um coming off an acl injury so i think he dropped because of that but he might be a good addition to their team and then they got a lot of depth picks on both sides of the ball after that so um i thought they had a decent draft as far as my duds um i said oakland um and how I, dare I you said we'd get into that um so clellan farrell who um they could have gotten him with their uh second first round pick i'm guessing and taken a premier edge rusher instead um or a premier interior lineman or a premier linebacker or somebody that they need um so that was kind of a head scratcher even the announcers were curious um josh jacobs i i don't know if i said it on the earlier one i don't know where i'd heard it but somebody said that um both you and eric had said that he's yeah, gonna be a bust because alabama running backs that eddie lacy diet um <laughs> Jonathan Abrams, Abram in the first, um, another safety. So I don't know. I don't know where he was mocked at, but um, I don't know. They just, I feel like they, they address some positions of need. Yes. But I feel like they just tried to 200 IQ everything with Clellan Farrell. And then, yeah, if you didn't like the people there trade back, it's more value. But, um, and then my other one was the New York giants. Now, I only put them on this list because their fans' reaction to taking Daniel Jones at number six. Their reaction is exactly like that silence. Just, did you see the videos, Gar? Mm, I did oh not. my God, they had fan video reactions. And I, I don't know where they, I think they were MetLife Stadium watching the draft, the draft party. Sure. Every person in there booed. <laughs> it was bad i feel bad for eli manning jr because he looks exactly like i sent the meme to you he looks like the actor that would get cast to play eli manning in a movie about eli manning as in a movie about peyton manning which is the even bigger insult that the movie could never be about eli manning but yes um but I, and and so i read some things i mean he's a big guy um played behind a crap line which he'll have to do here because it does even though they had it they needed an offensive line. Um, they didn't address that till pick 232. Um, <laughs> so good job there. Um, he, uh, he was a four-year starter at Duke or a three-year starter at Duke. And, and I'd seen somebody say that um, what you're getting behind that O-line, yes, you got to take that into account. But what you're getting is a pretty much fully developed quarterback in Daniel Jones. And he's still not that good. So, <laughs> yeah, I I had read a very similar take yeah. in that um, the the only redeeming quality that people could seem to put out about Daniel Jones was that he was a more mature quarterback for the harsh New York market. Was the only thing I saw. Whereas the other guys are a little bit younger, a little more unknown. Whereas Daniel Jones is the more mature guy, three four year starter. But again, not that good. <laughs> exactly. So. 
um, I'm, I guess his quarterback coach or the, his trainer is the guy who trains Eli and Peyton. So that's that might have something to do with the pick. But yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that pick, even though I laughed and laughed and laughed continuously at all the memes. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we all we all said there's studs and duds. I mean, that's pretty much it, Josh. I don't want to say we're already in the outro, but I know you know we don't want to waste your precious time and talk about useless nonsense. Do you have any other any other thoughts here in the outro? Any other draft thoughts or uh, no notes, thoughts? I don't know. It's twelve fifteen, so I'm already fifteen minutes late for my eight hour prep for uh, Game of Thrones tonight. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, this is about it. I mean, we will probably be radio silence again until August. I mean, what do we? Is there anything else to pot about before preseason? Really, the draft, the dra- draft. Oh, the like the Hidden Oaks fantasy drafts or the BSB drafts. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I guess mean, we that could one. do post everything as well. Right. So in August, anyways. Right. Yeah. So I mean, unless you guys really want to hear about something, you can let us know via Facebook or email. But this is about it until uh later in the summer so i I guess i have a feeling that eric's wants us to keep going because i think he puts this on like a a loudspeaker um during open mic night at his bar as comedy because uh because we're not very good at what we do listen to these fucking dipshits try and talk about football yeah no (laughs) and then he'll pause it after every take and then he'll explain why we're wrong (laughs) right why that's the worst take of all takes yep yep. he'll have pie charts and spreadsheets (laughs) and just everything well, if you see, they're fucking idiots here and here. He's like John Madden with the yellow marker. Just can't help himself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's all we got, folks. So uh, reach out to us on Facebook if you want. Otherwise, we'll uh, be talking to you much later. Uh, love you guys. I don't have the song queued up, so i got to vamp for another few seconds. But uh, Oh, segment times are below. Email is hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com. Um, Levi Oki, you're beautiful. Ryan Walters, Eric's, Mr. Landvik, Nikita, Jamie. I forget anybody in that list. I don't know. Josh isn't listening. All right. Love you. Bye. Josh, you're going to be pleased. 37 minutes. Wow. Ready to shoot some photos? Such a dick. Ready to shoot some photos? Oh, yeah. Photos. Two of us that has taken engagement photos before, so I like this deal. We're only gonna need like a couple. One could be like holding the trophy, two could be like laying in the grass for one, and then. I'm laying in the grass, I'm not too bad, right? Clean your goddamn yard! Stop.